welcome to the Low Key Podcast. My name is Tim Malloy. I'm one of your hosts. With me this week, as always, is Keith Benny. What's happening, man? And Aaron Lanton. Hey, oi, oi. I'm still, you know, hoping the Starks pull this out, but we'll see. This is one of the last weeks we ever get to talk about Game of Thrones. We just saw the penultimate episode. The final episode is coming up this week. So we're going to talk about what we expect from that finale, where we think things are going, what we think is paid off and not paid off over this long, long series. Uh, but first, what did everybody think of the penultimate episode and Daenerys turning into the Mad Queen? Uh, in, thought it was very, very uh, beautiful. I mean, like, just shots that would really be hard to replicate. I thought the director did an amazing job. Uh, in many cases, I thought the scale of the battle in, in the aftershock uh, featuring, you know, the dragons, you know, wrath was incredible in many ways. Uh, but I think a lot of the moments that would have tied it together as being like emotionally impactful um, and, and really leading up to things that worked with the character arcs that we had thus far, I think that was missed in, in a lot of different places in this episode. So, um, you know, but overall, I mean, it's it's definitely worth, you know, taking this entire journey. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I don't I know a lot of people have been talking about how it just seemed like this like sudden heel turn for Daenerys. But it's it's something that I think like if you pay attention to at least the last couple of seasons, it seemed like it's been kind of building itself up to her um, turning to be more like her father, the Mad King. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I liked about this episode, there was certain things that I think hinted towards it, even like when Tyrion. Came to counsel her, and she even had that face that it's almost like they made her look like her father at that mm-hmm. point. Oh, yeah, it was pretty obvious at that point. Yeah, it was, it was very point. obvious. And then, um, when she was talking to Jon Snow, and like that shot where it's like her and you could see the, the fire in the background, and it was almost like her trying to go in between like being a little bit softer in the way that she is with, with um, Jon Snow. But also that burning fire that's really in her, that that passion to um, just go full strength ahead and just wipe out everything in her path to get to the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love an ending that feels unpredictable, but when you think about it, you realize it's inevitable. And just reading back on her family tree and realizing who she is, I mean, she is the daughter of the Mad King. I mean, Ares Targaryen is the Mad King who would burn everyone and love to burn people. And one of the reasons he went mad is that he's a product of incest. And we know in the Game of Thrones universe, incest is the main thing that makes people go crazy. So mm-hmm. not only is he a product of incest, she is the product of a wedding between him and his sister. So she is also a product of incest. So I feel like knowing what that does to sanity in the Game of Thrones universe, I'm not surprised that she lost impulse control in the heat of this incredible battle. I'm surprised that she hasn't lost it more before. Well, I think all the Targaryens, they um, practice incest um, because of, I think it's because they believe that they have dragon blood. Mm-hmm. And so to keep the dragon blood pure, they um, breathe within. Because um, I want to say the the first Targaryen to come to Westeros, I think that was Aegon Tar- Targaryen, if I'm correct. And I when he came to Westeros, he was married to both of his sisters. And both of them flew on, all three of them flew on dragons and they took over Westeros. This is from the books, right? Yeah, they mentioned it in the show too. 
I mean, not in this season, but they mentioned it. Right, right. Um, Tywin um, tells the story to to Arya, or he mentions it, I think. No, it was Stannis' daughter that knew the story. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. Robert Stannis. I mean, yeah, Stannis Baratheon's daughter. Yeah, y'all getting the names more straightforward than I would. (laughs) For for all the knocks on this show about lack of diversity lately, um, one thing that they are pretty good about is people should uh, <laughs> diversify outside of their own families. Um, I, thought, I thought you were going to compliment it on multiplying uh, soldiers of color out of nowhere <laughs> after um, they got slaughtered <laughs> by the Night King, but yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, no, I think they're definitely saying um, don't try to keep your bloodline pure, whatever that means to you. It's never a good idea. I mean, you see it with the Lannisters especially, but I think you also see it with the Targaryens like in a low-key way. Well, I don't know how. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I don't know if incest plays a huge a part of that, more than it being that. So in in Game of Thrones, they don't touch. They touch on magic here and there a little bit more in these these last few seasons. Um, because you you know the the Red Witch, what Melisandre, she did magic or whatever. So I think it's some in the Targaryens that they have to have magic blood to be able to communicate with dragons the way that they do to have that connection. So I think what you're saying is very interesting. I just hate to jump into that because the TV show, at least, is going way out of its way not to explain any of its mythology. I mean, it doesn't really explain it, but I feel like there has to be a reason why they're connected to the dragon. But I'm just saying we don't know, so we can't say. I'm not, because I'm not even saying you're wrong, but it's like there's so many things I could point to about like things that showed up in the most like recent seasons, the last two. And if that stuff isn't connected to the book, they'll bring up something and then you just don't know. Like, I mean, you you should not make any assumptions. Like if somebody shoots three bowls from a scorpion and they hit three times in a row, they might never hit a dragon again. You never know. <laughs> So I just like I'm talking about even stuff that's like just straightforward based ain't even like on some magic stuff. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that that's a little bit more than an assumption though, you know, because if if the only people on the show that can um have a connection with dragons are Targaryens, it has to be something special about being Targaryen. We we also know that varies makes it really clear in this this episode, and it's been clear kind of from the beginning that the Targaryens have a very bad reputation for going crazy. And I mean the first ones we meet are Danny and her brother who basically pimps her out to the Dothraki. He's a terrible dude, right, right, right. very power-hungry. Mm-hmm. Their father is a terrible dude. We don't know that many others. Um, John may be the only um, purely great Targaryen we've met, and he's not uh, as Targaryen on Targaryen um, offspring as the others. Right, exactly. That's what I was about to say. He's not a, you know, well, just for the purposes of this conversation, I guess you call him, like, he's not a product of incest. Yeah, of I mean, probably on one side, knowing the Targaryen family, but I don't mean to get too caught up on the incest thing. I well, well, okay. well yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, I, I guess the point, the point I'm trying to make is that I think that there's something in the Targaryens that, that they're not, they have a disconnection from humanity at some point in time in their life where they don't feel as connected to humans. And I think that they are of dragon spawn. I don't buy that. Only because, only because in this show, there's a lot of people who don't. Even Cersei, and you know what just happened. The thing that was actually kind of weird about watching it is that they make very clear Cersei doesn't care about 
her, um, you know, her sedentary, like, you know, her subject. She, it's, it's whatever to her. And so, I mean, I feel like that disconnect happens with a lot of different people who are royalty in the show. I think the reason for myself and many other people, it felt like that moment didn't really fit was that they set up early in the episode when John, excuse me, well, let me, let me just back up a little bit. She asked Tyrion, what do you have to tell me? He's like, you're being betrayed. And then he's like, it's various. And then she's like, oh, but then I guess that would mean you did it also. But then for that to even be the case, that means you were told by Sansa was mean. So John broke his vow to me. Because right. remember, when she first, when if, well, excuse me, when she first asked, um, am I being betrayed? He's about to tell her. She said it was by John. He said no. But really, it was by John. So when well, if, they had that meeting. Consider, if you consider that a betrayal, like, I kind of don't. I feel like he didn't make her any promises. But, yeah. He, 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 she said, this is what you have to do for us to be together. Now, he didn't swear on anything. But once she could put together that Varys knew, it's like, well, why would he maybe betray me? It's like, well, if he found out the secret, here's how he figured it out. And she laid it out. Like, we don't have to, like, do any sort of guessing on that. She tells, you know, Tyrion straight up, this is not a theory. I know this is what happened. So when she's sitting there with John, and she's like, you know what? If you're willing to still accept me is not just simply your queen, but the person who you uh, uphold is more than that, it, you know, personally, you know, in a relationship, I'll forgive, you know, what you've done, essentially. And I'll know I have something other than fear, you know, in the North. And for him to reject her right. after she just lost all these other things, I think makes more sense than just simply saying, like, genetically, this is what oh, started no, happening. No, 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 no. Now, the thing this is, is, this is the beginning of my multi-part explanation for why she's gone the way she has. That's just the basis. That's just well, the well, nature. The nurture but, but, is she gets killed or betrayed by every single, I'm sorry, every single person she loves and trusts either dies or betrays her. Every single one. We go Cal Drogo, Sergiora, Missandei, two dragons, various betrayers are at the end, and then right after that, Jon Snow is like, uh, let's keep things professional, besides the fact that her whole family is dead. So she's had, like, not only this built-in genetic situation she has going on, but she also has, like, people pushing her in a bad direction all the way along. So the fact well, so, that she but, but, finally breaks during that attack isn't surprising to me in any way. I feel like they set this up over all of the seasons. Right, but, but, but here's the only issue with that is... The setups there, they don't show us any of the work. Like, this is basically like if I gave you some, like, trigonometry question, you hand me the correct answer, but I can't see how you got there. Like, it makes sense. It's right. But, like, you didn't show me how it happened. Because the thing is, when we don't have a moment that, like, we have moments showing her in pain, but we don't have a moment that then tells us that when, if they are dominant, and they are not suffering like crazy losses or something. And everybody puts down their swords and they're ringing bells. In her mind, it's like, nah, nah, everybody got to die. Like, we didn't have a moment showing her killing innocence. Now, they had plenty of conversations about it. She's like, if it come down to that, sure, I'm going to do what I got to do. But that was about trying to overtake the army. The thing about all the family structures in Game of Thrones is that, you know, they all do kind of share particular traits. But I do think that the Targaryens are significantly different from every family in Game of Thrones. Like, what family is riding on dragons? 
<laughs> like, but, but the thing, we still don't know why people ride, ride on dragons. You're right, but we don't know why that happens. You don't have to know why it happened. It's magic. It's a fantasy world. Like, you don't know why Harry Potter can swing a wand and why it's a school full of wizards. Like, so, why so I, I guess when I say why, I don't mean why as in I need to know the science or some or like some exact origin of the magic. But like, the question would be like more like why? Like, is is it possible that another family could ride a dragon? It's like that's what everybody believes. I'm not sure that that's like something that's demonstrated to always be the case. Because like, and again, since it's magic and, and it, there's no explanation given, it's not clear to say that for certain. And that's why I'm saying the whole it, the whole thing is is. I think it is clear in a fantasy story. You don't have to explain why exactly these people can do it, but it has to be connected to some type of magic because of something special between the people. And so my theory is that Targaryens, especially back to the incest thing, because they keep their bloodline pure, they have a more dragon-like bloodline. And they have even the concepts and how they relate to humans more so on the level of a superior being than on the level of a human. So the only thing that makes them even somewhat feel human is being in relation to an actual human. For example, but, but she she was with uh what's his name though uh in the first season Cal what, what was Danny Cal Drogo yeah. but not by choice yeah she was but so then after Cal Drogo. she was a little softened up to Cal Drogo yeah eventually yeah I'm not she that relationship well, obviously didn't start yeah, but like, it's else. just like it's just like in the case of Rhaegar we don't really know much about Rhaegar mm-hmm. per se but I have a you know I'm I'm thinking that because he was so inclined to it. Ileana Stark that I don't feel like he would have went down that actual route if they were together. Right. And I think that she was looking for Jon Snow to be that anchor for her, to have her connected more to humanity. But once that was cut off, she was like, I'm going to just embrace this full dragon part of myself, in which makes them a little bit more paranoid, makes them feel closed off from everybody. And just like to Tim's point, everybody that she was close to either died or turned their back on. But it's like, I I don't... No, go ahead, go ahead. Real quick, just to follow up on what Keith said, I think family is really important in this this universe. And there's like a conservative idea that family is the most important thing. And then there's a more liberal idea that society is the most important thing. And I think in Game of Thrones, they definitely take the approach that family is the most important thing. It's like the best example I can think of is like, liberals are like, we should trust police to take care of us. And conservatives might lean more towards... I'm going to go get a gun and take care of my family myself. So I think that they are definitely of the I'm taking care of my family first school more than they are thinking what is for the good of all of Westeros. I think a lot of the characters in the show, especially the less enlightened characters in the show, to be honest, care more about their families and their bloodlines than they do about the people overall. But I also think besides her family background, besides all of the stuff that she goes through with all of the people she likes and trusting, bailing out on her, I think she also went through some very reasonable steps with Cersei, and Cersei screwed her over at every turn, and then she responded in a way that was not that illogical when you consider how people respond in every war. I mean, in Pearl Harbor, the Japanese killed 3,000 Americans, and then in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, America comes back and kills at least 130,000 Japanese. I mean, history is a series of overreactions, and somebody hits you, you hit them back 100 times as hard. So Daenerys' response compared to, say, the United States after a lot of attacks that we've dealt with has been kind of measured. 
Okay, wait. What? Okay, let, let's say what? I'm not gonna do a straight comparison, but what did Cersei actually do to Danny though? Like she oh. didn't bring. She didn't bring any any. Uh, I mean, like as far as like recent events, right? She killed. She killed. Re, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm thinking okay. recent stuff. So so okay. Let, let me let me. I guess let me restate it how I mean it. What is her her issue with Danny? I mean, well, Cersei, her issue with Cersei. What does Danny's issue with Cersei have to do with the people in the city? Well, like, like, so, because, like, the thing is, I remember when I saw what she did when she's sitting there at the bells and ringing, and you see her look at the Red Keep. I'm like, oh, she's gonna go mess up the Red Keep. All right, but then it was like, well, wait a minute, she's like, kind of not going straight there. What's going on? And then she starts burning the people up, and I'm like, well, okay, again, I get it, you know, but, like, I didn't see her. To to me, she has always differentiated, and also, now, again, this could be her, this could be, you could make the argument that maybe she's driving more into madness, maybe she's having a sudden change of heart about how she approaches this, but when she has talked about things, and what she, and when she is, her, her people uh, like, uh, uh, was it? Uh, how do you say her name? Her, um, her friend that got killed. Miss Masunda, yeah. yeah. So, so she would even say, "All right, yeah." So she uses dragon. She burns stuff up. She gets stuff done. But she only really does it to people who are oppressing people who have somehow like deserved it. Whatever you know, have you want to put that together, right? But like, it it wasn't about like the collateral damage mattered to her. And if you didn't have to have collateral damage, you. You know, in her case, she didn't bother with that. We have this idea in fiction that heroes don't kill innocent people, right? That's what makes Batman a good guy is that he will not kill innocent people to stop the Joker. But mm. let's not think of her as like a good guy. Let's think of her as just like a realistic queen in a war. In a war, innocent people it's over, always though. die. Oh, they, it's over. But, the war's over. So, they was, put down- so was World War II. I mean, when the U.S. did what they did in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, was it right? No. Was it realistic? I mean, it happened. But see, what you're talking about is the equivalent of the main axis power going down, right? And then somebody's still holding on, like Germany. Now, what would happen in this case is they go up to the soldiers, they had that tense standoff looking at each other, and then they keep fighting. That's where you like, oh, okay, well, you know, she couldn't handle that different, but, like, they kept fighting. In this case, it was... Everybody like they swords now. And this would be like if Japan was like, all right, yeah, we signed a treaty, we're we're done, and then they still drop the bomb. That's but that's not yeah, what happened in this case. True. They put down the swords and were like, we're good, white flag, we're done. And she that's was true. like, I'm still finna burn everybody. But, and that's uh, where it's like trying to but, understand how also, that is, is but, justified to her. Cersei hadn't surrendered. The soldiers Who gives had surrendered, shit? and no, the no. people had surrendered. But so they're not surrendered. So the, all you got to do at this point is take the red key. There's like so the golden company's gone. They didn't even get to fight. That's a whole nother issue. I, I agree with you, by the way. I agree. It was wrong to kill all those people, but it was also realistic that she would have killed all those people. I, I just don't see it like again, it's it being realistic and it being something that we saw develop are two different things for me. Also, you got to look at Game of Thrones as a whole. It's just a pure savage world. Like once you get into Westeros, it's no games being it's games being played, but it's pure savagery. Every family has their own way that they play the game, right? Lannisters, they play it through, you know, deceit, through their little games, but Targaryens are full force. Like they full force and full fear. She just fought the way that her family has always played the game from the jump. 
Cersei and them, they don't know nothing about that shit. They ain't never seen nothing like that before. And P.S., every general ever has been like, we are fighting the good fight to bring goodness to the people, and then they turn bad afterwards. I mean, the Khmer Rouge and Cambodia were definitely like, we are going to help the people before they enslaved the people and put them in work camps and killed a quarter of the population. I mean, sorry to go here. Hitler told the, told the Germans that they were the victims of everybody before to justify all of the horrible stuff that they did. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. starts off saying, I am the good guy, they are the bad guy. And I think Danny is doing the exact same thing that almost but, everybody but does. I am 100% down with the idea that th- you could get to this conclusion. It's just, look, when Danny gets to the North, even like as we see things at the start of, of season eight, like there's so much kind of like small realms about how like, you know, not just from her, but like, you know, people in the Unsullied too, like, hey, you know, we're not welcome here. And when you see even like their preview of season six, it makes it seem, because Keith, you were talking about like to how the Targaryens play the game, the way they got it set up, they make it look like they're coming in like invaders. You know, like we're going to do what y'all have done to us. Like I'm saying like with the with the Dothraki and Unsullied coming through. Now, that stuff, again, I can see it, but it's like, kind of it wasn't like there were rumblings of it already or like you would think Varys and them would have been noticing like they were bringing because honestly i just feel like there's just there are some steps missing it's not that i don't agree that it can get here i'm not arguing the point that she shouldn't be able to reach this moment it's just it doesn't coalesce into something that that felt like was gradually happening it felt like it just happened so it's it's kind of it's I think the thing about like a burning passion it can either go one way or another I don't think it's no in between it's even with her dragons they either gonna be real loving towards her or they're gonna be savage towards everybody else and so if you think about the army that she built up at first the Dothraki and the Unsullied how do they respond to her they worship her well of course they they worship her so if you go from having people who generally worshipped you and then you go to this other land where everybody treats you like a stranger. And she kept talking about respect. Sansa didn't respect her. Arya don't respect her. Nobody that she... So she's not even used to coming into a situation anymore where people don't respect her. So it's like, it's either you gonna... Uh, I mean, she's been doing that or dealing with that like her whole life as a woman. Even as somebody who's a mother of dragons. Yeah, change. I am the mother of dragons. That changed a lot of things. Right, but I'm saying people were still doubting her hell up until season six or seven. Like, you know, it's just now become a thing where she come through and people like, you know, generally bow down. You know, like she's always been having to like make some kind of concessions and that I mean, hell, if it was like that, Tyrion would never have been brought on board. That's so, what I'm saying. She, she's she always would do things that would save people and be in people be praised by people and be in people's good grace. That's why I think she tried to do some stuff like that when she was in Westeros, even like the small jest of, well, I guess it's not small, but giving Gendry the keep, or, you know. Well, she thought that that would be beneficial to her, though. She saw that as a political move, to have a lord in her. It's beneficial to her. Even having, even freeing the Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything she does is to her benefit. Everybody that's in her army is to her own benefit. Everything's about her, the next step to her getting to the Iron Throne. Exactly. But she is a person who, like, Every leader who gets this much power says, I'm doing this for the people, I'm doing this for the people, and then they start to do it for themselves, and then they're like, well, I have to be powerful for the people, and then pretty soon they're stomping the people. 
she kept saying her destiny is what comes first, and she'll do whatever it takes to fulfill her destiny and to, and to break the world of having tyrants run the common person. And, and she explicitly says, I didn't put these people in danger. Cersei put mm-hmm. these people in danger, which is true. She also says, um, I need to do this now for future generations. Like, I need to have a strong hand now so that people won't have uprisings and we won't have violence for the next several generations. Mm-hmm. But, but then she also said last season that I'm not here to become the ruler of a city of ashes. One thing that sucks from a narrative standpoint is once you reaches this point where all this chaos is happening and everything's done, some of the other moments that could be strong kind of get left out. So, like, when the Hound is fighting his brother, it was it was a cool fight, but the fight didn't mean anything. Because I yep. think for a lot of people, they were thinking, okay, well, once they have their fight, it'll somehow be about getting to Cersei so, like, Arya gets a chance or whoever, whatever, you know, they, they get to this moment. But ultimately, the thing we're here to see happen has happened. Danny won. It's over with. And so Cersei might run away, but, like, you know, it wasn't really clear where that was going yet. That's but, why I like that fight. I like that fight because that fight was just a pure grudge match with no ramifications. They were both going to die, whatever happened. And sometimes it's like in a Star Wars movie or something, it's like this person has to win the lightsaber duel and these people have to win the battle in space and they have to win the shootout on the ground in order for everybody to live. And this one was just like, nope, not connected. This is just a fight between two dudes who hate each other and it's a good fight. Yeah, I mean, I like the fight. It's just, it just felt like, I, like I'm down for the fight. This is cool to watch, but like... It's not kind of like what I'm here for. Like I'm like, can can I see like how Danny got here? Can I see more of like, you know? And they did. I thought they did a really great job of like showing John's like straight up desperation. Like I've lost all control of this. This is like not what I was expecting. Like why? Am I? And it's not like he would he would accept the Dothraki and the Unsullied pillaging and trying to rape women and taking everything from the town. But when he saw like people from the north doing this, he was like, oh come on. You know, he had to kill one of his own guys. And it's like, this is this is crazy. And, you know, they wanted Arya to be present and witness everything to happen. So that whatever action she decides to take as far as going after Danny or at least like really pleading with John to take the throne um, so that that wouldn't feel like it came out of nowhere. But it was kind of funny because it was like. She could have had that that conversation with the Hound way before they in <laughs> in the castle. And everything's falling apart. I was like, well, that's weird. But, I mean, it's, I don't know, like, oh, what did you guys think of the uh, Euron and, and Jamie fight? Also like that. I like the whole episode. I'm kind of being a little defensive this week because I feel like it got like the 50 as of now on Rotten Tomatoes and people are like getting mad at it and saying none of this was set up. But I feel like, I feel like it was really well set up. I feel like. Not only all the all of her backstory that we know coming in, not only all the deaths that, that Daenerys has gone through, but also the fact that she like offered Cersei an alliance last season. Cersei betrayed her. Cersei cut off her friend's head. Cersei killed her dragon. Cersei rallied an army when everybody else was off fighting the White Walkers. Like I get why she was really, really mad and was going to not just do it but overdo it. So I'm a little bit like all of the critiques that have been coming in today. I've just been kind of like, well then you go make a show. But you know what's so cool? Like, okay, you're talking about all the stuff that the show set up, and the show doesn't give a damn to even discuss it again. Like, because you're right about every single point. It's just like, does the show show the work? Like, it does, and then it just, like, erases some of it in between and just gives you the end. Because, like, 
we see Cersei plotting at different points in this season, but like we don't see Danny really saying more other than like I'm annoyed she didn't bring people to help us fight the Night King. And like that's a real grievance. It is, but it's like she just doesn't really she just gets into like how she's annoyed about certain things, but like all these details are bringing up, which are 100% valid. And I think really bring home the point that like they wanted these things to be kept in mind. But like it's the kind of stuff where it's like you have to be somebody who's like constantly reading about the show and watching YouTube videos about the show or, or keeping up with it in some way to have all this additional background. If you're just watching the episodes, you just have to infer a lot if it's not kind of coming back up. Yeah, it is not a good casual watch. The stuff with Jamie, right? Even the last two seasons, like I don't even know what, like, why he needed to be in King's Landing. Like, it's kind of confusing because, like, literally, he didn't do anything particularly special while they're fighting the Night King. He takes Brienne's virginity. He leaves Brienne to hurt her feelings, and then he, you know, dies to go back to Cersei. Now, you, all these things could like, you, you don't even need half the stuff that happens with him, like. To even occur, like you could take out most of his scenes, and like you still would have places to like fill in the details of stuff that kind of will help explain some of the places we feel like things are missing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like I'm even like curious to see what's gonna happen with Braun. Like I mean, does he even? I mean, the only thing he'd even have left to like, I guess maybe he would hope Tyrion betrays Danny so he can get Highgarden. But, like, I don't even know what that's in there for now. Because Jamie's dead and Tyrion's alive, but Cersei's dead. So he can't get paid from Cersei. Yeah. I don't, it's, just, it's just like, we, like, some of these things feel like they're there as filler. Like, they're not. And again, well, and again, like, you, you make plans, sometimes things don't work out. That's what a lot of Game of Thrones is about. And I'm down with that. They're red herrings, right? I mean, they're here to keep it interesting because, like, if you asked in the first episode which of these people is going to be king, you would have been like, oh, Eddard Stark. It's going to go great. He's the, he's the hero. He's going to be the yeah. king. I don't know where this is going. And then this minor character, Daenerys, and this other minor character, Jon, the bastard, end up being, like, the two people who look most likely to take over or the kid who got thrown out a window who shouldn't even be alive. Hmm. None of the stuff you think is going to happen happens. And that's one of the things that's really cool about it, yeah. It's, but it's just like when you have six episodes left, I just expect them to be full of shit I need. Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty cool. I just don't... I just feel like to wrap up, this next episode would literally have to be two hours. Um, yeah. I, I, I can tell you what I think is going to happen, though. Okay. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but um, I think both Jon Snow and Daenerys and their dragons are going to die. For sure. And I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And now that you mentioned Braun, maybe Braun might kill the dragon. That way, towards the end, oh my God. that he was able to kill a dragon. Because you remember that one time when he almost shot the dragon? Yeah, I was say, yeah he, oh, he, I thought he wounded a dragon. Am I crazy? No, he almost did it. And he, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and then Danny came after him. That's right. She turned back around. Uh-huh. So um, that might happen. And then I think Tyrion is going to be... The king of the seven kings. Oh God, I don't want that. All right, this is a this is a theory from, I retweeted it from a Collider writer a couple days ago before this episode came out. Uh, Jess Joho, I hope I'm mm. saying that right. Who said that? I don't think she was saying this would happen, but she's saying it should happen. Tyrion and Sansa 
ruling together. Santa's going to sit on the throne, I think. I don't think she's going to sit on the throne. I think he's going to allow her to rule the North. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I think she's just, she's gonna be the one at the end of the day who ends up benefiting from all of this. Yeah, I, I think she will. You know what? It would be good if they both had the throne, and that way it kind of go back to her, her, her wish fulfillment of being a princess and a queen at one point in season one. You know, but all right, this is what's so wild to me. Like, I see so much more evidence for like maliciousness from Sansa, and it's not like it's a lot, but it's enough for me to be like Sansa is plotting. You know, and I like that's like some even the like I feel like I have a better understanding of her choices than I do Danny, which is weird for me because it's like why she has made it very clear that. She's about power right now. I mean, she wants to in, in, to be respected and to have the Starks at the top of the food chain. This has been made clear several, several different ways. Now, this, again, you know, I say Starks, but this would include John in this case. She sees him as a Stark as well. Remember there was a moment, episode four. Oh, my God. I think she's talking to the Hound, and, you know, he was saying he hates all those things happen. And she says, well, without those things haven't happened, you know, I wouldn't turn out to become the woman I am now. Yeah, questionable, questionable thing, because she's saying that, like, if she hadn't been with these two guys who, like, raped and tortured her, she might not be the person she is today, which a lot of people were like, that's not a good way to do character development. But yeah, I, yeah I, I know what people mean by that. I don't think she's talking about the, the having been raped and stuff. I think she's more speaking to like just understanding how to play the game, like the little figure stuff, even, you know, not even, you know, not yeah, just, just simply like just everything in itself because yeah. she she had to become rough because you got every character went through a lot, especially the Starks, because even Arya, she didn't go through what she went through. She wouldn't be the badass that she is today. So, yeah, I mean, I know people immediately go to the sexual assault parts, and yeah, those are horrible, but I don't think that's where she's saying strength has come from. I mean, it's it's made her, had to harden herself, but I think she's just talking about how to really play the game of getting to the throne. Overcoming adversity, yeah. Yes, yeah, more, more so than that. You know, not that she wanted that to happen, but like she is, she feels, I mean, it, you, I mean, she, you're asking her the moment of glory. They killed the Night King. I mean, come on. Yeah, so, that's, that's some turn-up uh, shit. Hell yeah. And um, so, I mean, the thing about, so there's that, but then, man, I'm talking about Sansa. We don't know, whoops, ooh, sorry about that noise. Um, we don't know how much time passed between, and I, this is a moment, I really, like I said, there's so much, so many things, so many missed moments I really wanted it as a viewer that they didn't give us. Like when I want to see Bronn telling Arya and Sansa the Targaryen secret that John told him. Um, we didn't get to see that. And, and so whatever. But we um, some time passes. I don't think it's the same day, but she ends up telling Tyrion the secret. Now, we don't see her tell Tyrion, which is weird, but whatever. So the thing is, she knew what she was doing when she told Tyrion. She knew he was going to spread the word and, you know, it was going to get back to Danny somehow. Now, I'm saying, like, that's a deliberate choice by her. And I'm saying she... The thing is, you could almost say that because John is... It, really, I'd say all this is John's fault when it, when it gets down to it, as far as, like, what happened last night. Because everything cascades because he couldn't follow Ned Stark's example and keep a secret. So, because he couldn't keep a secret, Sansa's well, like, oh. 
I'm reading this Don Winslow book right now, The Border, where there's this drug lord who's trying to keep the peace between two different factions, and somebody goes like, nobody respects you because you won't just choose a side. Like, you're trying to, like, keep everybody happy. You need to just go all in and be a bastard to one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of true with Jon Snow. Like, he needs to pick a side. I, th- I think even more than that, too, like, you know, his whole thing is he wants to reduce the bloodshed. He doesn't want everybody fighting, but... Um, I think what Varys was trying to get across to him was that, you know, to get what you want, you have to take what you don't want, which is the throne. I mean, is is that straightforward? Yeah, that's the ultimate committal, right? If he would just do that. But he won't do it. He'll he'll have to try. Yeah, I think think he's just going to be a martyr. I just think John's going to die again. (laughs) It's just that on that. Yeah. To go straight up into predictions. Let's do it. All right. I guess I gave mine already. Yeah, <laughs> I think Sansa's gonna do it. I mean, we kind of had already done it a little bit, but I think one way, I, maybe Sansa isn't sitting directly on the throne, but I think when all said and done, she's gonna get Danny off off the uh, table, and, and that's that's really what she wanted in the first place. So um, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, but I think. Sansa's gamble is going to pay off. I think in order for that to happen, somebody's got to take out Daenerys. I think that person is 100% Arya. I think Arya's like going to use her mask trick to get close oh, to is she, Or is she going to use a white horse trick? Is the white I, horse going to come out I, of the way? I, I think she's going to roll up on a white horse, which symbolizes death, yeah. get yeah. close, <laughs> and she is going to pose as somebody who, who Daenerys trusts and loves and cares about. I think she's going to pose as Cal Drogo, and Daenerys is going to be like, what? What are you doing here? And then, <laughs> by the way, in season two, I don't. I read about this today. I wish I could remember where. But in season two, Daenerys had a vision of like a city that's like all like white in the air, and her like ashes everywhere together. Mm. Yeah, mm. that is the city where she is now, and she's like reunited with Cal Drogo. The reunited Cal Drogo she's going to be with is going to be Arya. And finally, uh, Daenerys posted a picture of herself. With Jason Momoa, <laughs> I mean, the actress posted a picture of herself with Jason Momoa, like, visiting the set, quote-unquote. And why was he visiting the set? <laughs> I mean, I think he visited the set. I mean, cameo. so, so are, you, are you saying that it's a vision she's having? Like, she's, go- she's literally going mad like her father? No, I think she needs to check herself. She, like, sees Cal Drogo, and she's like, what? What are you doing back? And then Arya is like, ha-ha, it's me. And then ha <laughs> But 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 I mean he's dead though, right? Am I crazy? Oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah and he's got it. He's got it. But he's like the person who, in her moment of doubt, she wants to see, and Arya takes advantage of that to get close and just get like a second's hesitation. I don't know who kills. Oh my the dragon. god! I love, Howard. I love the theory that Bronn kills the dragon. I think that's very good. Yeah, and I was thinking too. Like I don't know how she would. That sounds cool though. That sounds dope. But I don't know how she would know how what Carl Drago looks like. That's the hole in my theory. Yeah. Now, I, what I do, also, I think, now that you said that, I kind of got a new theory. Because I also thought about um, Arya killing Daenerys. I think Arya's going to try to, but she's going to fail. Cool. Um, and in the midst of it, she might wind up fighting Grey Worm or something. And oh, wow. she by Grey Worm. And her death is what's going to initially make Jon rebel against Daenerys. And so it's going to be like this one huge battle between the people who follow Jon 
and Daenerys and her army, and in the big, they gonna cancel each other out. I, I let me tell you this: I don't want to see no other big fights. <laughs> and 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 I only say not not because I'm not interested in a battle, but because she has a dragon. All right, so like. Unless you're gonna tell me the dragon gonna switch sides, which is not gonna happen because that's how, that's the dragon's mother. Look, the, uh, the, dragon, the dragon gonna this is what's gonna happen. The dragon gonna fuck some shit up. Don't get me wrong. And it's gonna get shot from the sky. Like at this at an unexpected moment. Oh, All right. is gonna be the one to shoot the dragon down. Let me go and tell you what's gonna happen. If, if, if it goes the direction you're talking about, the dragon will attempt to burn John and John's Targaryen jeans will just swipe that fire away. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I ain't having that shit. And then Dragon go, oh, all right, let me move out the way and let you go and kill my mama. I mean, it's messed up, but... That's another thing. Now, now that you mentioned that while you're trying to act like Targaryens ain't got magical blood, fire don't hurt them. I, yep. That's what I'm getting. Come on, <laughs> man. I just, I just gave it to you. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, fire does not hurt them, so they gotta be something special. But um, the question of whether they special or not is just you know like magic, it's just magic. Got, anything could be happening. They're magic. That's just what it is. <laughs> but but anyway, the dragon's gonna get killed. Danny's gonna die. John's gonna die. Why does the dragon have to die? I'm not even like I I get your point, but like why? The dragon gotta go. Who? The only other theory to it is that the dragon doesn't die. His, his mama died. He mourned mourned the death of his mother. I don't even think it stays with John. I think it probably just leaves. And then it's just like this mythical dragon out somewhere. And it's like you could, there's a dragon that still exists. And we tell the legend of Bro, it. Now, wait John a minute, wait a minute. going to die. John is going to die. Point blank, period. I know he's going to die. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Well, I, think, I just, I, I don't look, given what Arya just made it through, I don't know. Wh why bring him back to kill him? That's the only reason I don't think he dies. And I don't think a why? dragon can kill him. Some people have died multiple times. I mean, look, it, it could happen. I, I'm not... I, I can't discount that it's possible um, or even likely. Um, I feel like... I think him being brought back was just a way to make him seem more important than he really is. Hmm. So, meaning that, like, it's kind of a red herring. So, Melisandre, the red witch, she has these, like, prophecies and stuff, right? And as we know, the majority of them shits was wrong. And so one thing that she always was thinking that there was going to be this prince that was going to lead the, the kingdom of the lights on and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. First, she thought that was Stannis Baratheon. He has, she had Stannis and sacrifice his own daughter. Then he found, she found out Stannis wasn't it. And then she came somehow to the conclusion that John was that prince. I think that she went through all that trouble of bringing John back, thinking that he's going to be the prince or the king, or whatever. But that's another misstep in her prophecy. The only prophecy she ever got right, which was still vague, was that uh, Arya was going to kill the Night King. Assuming but, that that's exactly what that prophecy was. I think it is, but, you know, um, I think, what is it like? She, she said she closed three different colors of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and... and the last ones are green, right? Yeah, uh, and I guess I guess both Cersei and Danny I read today have green eyes. Green eyes of jealousy. Well, it wasn't Cer Cersei, so could be Danny at this point. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, like they've they've given us a lot of different paths. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, despite 
my reservations about how we got what we got. I mean, I had some other things as far as execution and what happened yesterday that just seemed super strange. Like, you know, um, why wouldn't Daenerys just shoot them from the sky, uh, you know, behind clouds with fire? But, you know, I mean, look, basic stuff, right? The execution was cool. And so at this point, you know, we're at the end of the journey and, you know, just going to kind of see how things come together. But um, honestly, the season as a whole has been a little disappointing for me just because I'm one of the people who, you know, I'm not like a heavy, heavy, um, you know, fan as far as like understanding all the different parts and reading books and all that. But I was very interested in understanding more about some of the mythology that happened, at least as it went with the Night King. And feels like this battle with Cersei, like that felt like a red herring. Like it was supposed to be this big thing. They even killed a dragon. So you figure like they they were more ready than we had maybe, you know, considered. And then for that to just be flipped on his head just for no particular reason just felt a little frustrating. Uh, um, because it's like, what was, I mean, I feel like the real last battle could have just been episode three. Yeah, like, it, had, it had Cersei's herself too. I think that was the whole thing because she was like, I mean, we killed one dragon, we can kill another one. And the thing, I, I agree. You, you were out in the water. They should have been able to see. There's all kind of stuff. And, like, you know, I'd be feeling myself, too. Yeah, but you know that the dragon, the, uh, what's the name, Dragon? That's the dragon dragon. They've been talking about how powerful Drago was. They were yeah. cocky, and the other dragon was wounded. That dragon shouldn't have even gone into battle. Daenerys shouldn't have done that. That was a bad thing. Yes. She forced Cersei's hand. Cersei stupidly overreacted and killed Missandei, which served no purpose whatsoever except to make everybody angry. So, you know, no, but she thought she was finna win. She yeah. she's like, look, we kill one dragon, we gonna kill this other one, and then what they gonna do? Cocky. Nothing. We gonna kill them all. And I thought that was funny. It's just I, you know, one thing I thought was gonna happen because I don't know why they even showed it the dragon's breath, like the green or oh, a dragon. I keep calling it dragon's breath. I'm thinking of some other thing. Because the Daenerys' father put that shit there. Daenerys' yeah, father I, put I was the stars in it. it. Yeah, and like, was that was was that exploding? Like, I felt yeah, like it was because yeah. you know it was sitting all over yeah. uh, King's Land. I thought that was really cool. I knew it was gonna come up somehow. Um, like in the middle, of, I didn't think this beforehand, but does, like right before they we saw like the green mist come back, I was like, wait a minute, isn't the whole thing on blow if she just keep burning stuff everywhere? That felt and like fireworks. I, They're like, we're like, we got 10 minutes left. Just launch them all. We don't have to do this again. Until, we're never going to do this again. We got to use everything we got in this show. Let's go. I felt like, I felt like, man, that was so cool. I'm really glad that that, that was a detail that they remembered and used. Um, I mean, the chaos was, was insane to see. Um, Cause I mean, people always say Dothraki, like, you know, if you just let them do their thing, like they going to tear a whole city and, and ravage it. And, um, like that moment where Ari was trying to save that family, uh, well, that 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 little girl and and her mother and the Dothraki, right as they about to cut that corner, he got her in the back, and the daughter wouldn't come with, her and she, you know, got filleted. I was like, damn, whoo! Best like, Mother's Day episode ever. We got to see a mom try to protect her child. We got the mother <laughs> of dragons act out her fantasy of destroying the city. Just beautiful. Oh my God! It, it was something else. She pretty much fulfilled what her father was gonna do some years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and like I said, I mean, for me, I'm I'm cool 
that it happened. It just, I just, I wanted her hand to be forced. I didn't want her to just do it because she felt like it. That just felt like it, because she had already stated, like, I'm not going to hesitate if I got to do what I got to do. I think that's what makes it so crucial, though. That's the advice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's what kind of makes it more impactful in a way, but it still just felt like, what? Like, okay, well, damn. Okay, well, I mean, because the thing is, honestly, it. I wasn't even sure why Varys was so certain she was going to turn. There just wasn't 100% evidence to it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, as many people as he's betrayed, I think he would he would have a good sense of, like, when people are kind of starting to lose it. But I also think that in comparison... I felt like he always wanted to do what was best for the round. So if he was going to care who would have been a better ruler between Daenerys and Jon Snow, he was going to go Jon Snow all day, every day. Yep. But that was just because of what he saw in at the start of episode four, I felt like, where people were rallying around Jon talking about how amazing he was. And he, because, I mean, he even says it later, like, that these gender politics are real. And they are going to impact her ability to rule. He said that. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think he's wrong and I think he felt like that that was demonstrated like broad day right in front of him after the Night King was killed. Well to get to the Sansa thing I I don't think in 2000 or I I don't think in 2019 they can say like yeah the woman wins she's queen and also she's evil and kills everybody like I feel like that's off. I mean you could. I, I think that's off with the politics of America right now but I think they could say but there is a better woman uh, Arya, or there's a better woman, Sansa. And that's why I really do think it's going to come down to Sansa on the throne. And I also think of all the people in the show, the ones who do the best job of sort of threading the needle between the good of society and the good of their families are uh, Tyrion and Sansa because they've both been around and gotten a lot of empathy for a lot of people. They've both been on really lengthy journeys seeing the whole world. And I could definitely see them being very good on the throne together. I would do wonder, like, okay, in from the reactions of people you've seen, I mean, do many people believe her to be evil now? To be what? Who's the next? Danny. Do they believe her to be hateful? I didn't say hateful, I just evil. Evil? Uh, hateful is a little different than evil. I think people think she's taken a bad turn, for sure. But evil, I, though. I think evil might be too strong. I think, like, overcome with the desire for power is probably more likely like it and losing compassion in favor of protecting her strength. Mm, yeah. I mean, are, are people really using her as an allegory for America right now? Like, is that just, happening? I'm, like, I'm not paying attention to the I'm discourse saying, like that. I'm just saying, like, can you imagine? I mean, I heard Amy Poehler make a joke about this on Seth Meyers' podcast where she's like, you can't have, like, the woman become the rule of everything and then like oh but she's crazy like it would just be kind of a be a little tone deaf i mean okay but like i feel like we're playing these these games when we want to with certain stuff like so is it cool it's like why does she have to be crazy like we just spoke for like 20 30 minutes earlier about like all the shit she went through oh i'm saying i'm not saying i'm not saying she can't I'm saying it would be tone deaf to have, well, okay. I'm saying it would be tone deaf for them to knock her out of the top spot if another woman doesn't take over. Like, if they knock her out and then they're like, hey, white male, Jon Snow, you're in charge now. I feel like everybody would be kind of like, this is the show. That's what's going to happen, probably. I mean, like, if it ain't Sansa, it's Jon. 
No, it's not gonna be John. John is gonna die. It's it's gonna be <laughs> the confidence. The most likely person to me is here. John didn't die when the Night King raised thousands of soldiers think, around him. I think I think the final <laughs> like, image. I think the final image is John getting on the dragon and flying north, while his sister and his friend Tyrion rule the land with a graceful hand. They not gonna have a happy. He not gonna have a happy ending, but he gonna be. This is the thing. Honestly, I think since John died, he been wanting to die. Just kind of been reckless any damn way. Like, it's just kind of like I'm here, and while I'm here, I'm going to still do the shit that I would normally do. First time he died and he came back in the Battle of Bastards, I, was, I almost had an anxiety attack. Because <laughs> it was like, he was fighting stupid as shit. And, <laughs> you know, he just really just swinging the sword and just running. And, and If just, you kill a horseman, you be doing that too. It's kind of like, um, one, I guess once you die, you don't really fear death that much. And I, I think that he's the he's the choice. See, Jon Snow being the king is like the most obvious type of thing that could happen. And and Game of Thrones never does that. Jon like, coming back to life was the most obvious thing that could have happened. I mean, I, I think there are exceptions here and there. Back to life and being king is the most obvious thing that you could do. And they never do stuff like that. Well, well, wait a minute. Mark doesn't do stuff like that. Yeah. So because HBO these parts that they gonna see. Okay, so that that goes back. Keeping in mind they're spinoffs, right? So I think we got to remember that. I don't even know what they are. But but Tim, correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't there spinoff shows that aren't only prequels occurring? I'm not sure. I think it's two prequels right now. It's only two prequels. I think that'd be pretty cool. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure. I didn't. Th- I thought there was something else coming after this that was not uh, going to be a prequel. But you know, I, I think that you know that possibility. I think they like to leave that open to bring some people back to still. So, so, so all I want to say is when Jon Snow and Daenerys die and Tyrion is on the throne, I want y'all to text me. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I I will screenshot it and, and put it in the show notes if it happens. I definitely feel like that's gonna happen. I'm definitely sure, John. You know the most important thing for me too is like if I have to say say that screenshot, I have to have my phone fully charged because people be checking you for like having like twenty percent battery. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. I agree Smart with you. I agree with you on who's in the throne. I agree with you on Daenerys dying. I do think Jon Snow lives. Um. And I do think Sansa and Tyrion are both on the throne. Damn, that's a lot of checkboxes. And, and Aaron, you just think uh, Daenerys wins in the next episodes? Is everybody having a having a pick? No, I mean, look, I think like I said, okay, to me, there's there's two ways that this could go. Arya, Arya, Lord, Arya probably is going to get an opportunity. I don't, I don't think she'll kill Danny, but one way or another, Danny's going to die. Whether it's Jon or Arya that does it. Um, Unless it's Braun, that would be the worst way. But um, <laughs> and um, Sansa is either going to be on the throne or sharing the throne with somebody. The other possibility, I think that that's possible. I mean, real thing is she could just Danny could just go burn everybody. Like, I mean, what's stopping that from happening? I guess is the question. Because at this point, she I don't know how she has so many Dothraki and Unsullied left. But she she got a bunch. I don't know how. I'm, let's leave that alone, given the Night King fight. But in that season finale preview, she had plenty of soldiers there. So she actually has the entire country, like, 
in the lane like portion, like that's all her. And she has everybody surrounded. Yeah. As far as her military forces. Except like she doesn't have a navy. That's one thing. But everything else she got on lock. Oh shit, man. So they're all gonna come all the Greyjoys are gonna come back and do their thing. Maybe You see what I'm saying? Like Uh well, I don't know that that's that's definitely gonna happen, but the the one thing you can't account for is she's now considered an invader who just took out like a whole bunch of people. The North can't fight her at all. That's not going to happen. So as far as military might. So the only other possibility is um, some of these other people who feel like they should have gotten their money from, from Cersei going to come through like, oh, we need to get away. You know, we don't have to take care of some things. So I don't know that that would necessarily be the case. I think that they're going to, because it, it introduces too many more um, apples and oranges to, to put into the cart. So I think yeah. probably what's more likely to happen is Danny take care or whatever, and then she just it gets worried. She got to worry about them too, and then she's like talking like the Mad King, and you know, like, oh, whatever I do, what do I want to do with it, and then we go to black like the Sopranos. All right, that'll be the best ending. <laughs> just the Sopranos ending would be amazing. Like, like Danny dies right there, or John dies right there, and like they don't even answer like questions about who sits on the throne, and all of that. They just end the show. Like, I feel like that's honestly probably what we'll get. That's the third option, the Sopranos ending. People just start dying left and right, and then it just cuts. It's wow. done. Honestly, what would be really great for us is when we're watching it, don't look at how long it is. Just watch it. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. That's how I've been trying to watch it. But, but yeah, but don't look at the timer. Don't look at how long the episode is. Just watch it and just enjoy the ride. Don't try to, you know. Don't-